Welcome to the Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots and to explore the foundations for small groups that are organized to beat the devil and that produce disciples of Jesus Christ who in turn disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes and I am the Director of Adult Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministries. And today I have with me in the studio Reverend Allison Fasig. I should have asked you, is that how you say your last name? Not Not even close. (laughs) I've already butchered it. That's okay. So do you mind saying your last name so that I don't butcher it? Sure. It's Fasig. I married Fasig. into that. I knew that. I knew that. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Fasig. So it's, it's like everybody gets it wrong. You're not the only one. Okay. Well, I pre- appreciate the sympathy there. So Allison Fasig, yeah. who is direct, who is pastor of discipleship at the Village UMC, mm-hmm. and is that in Brentwood? I know it's near Brentwood. No, it is South Nashville, kind of okay. near Lenox Village, um, Nolensville area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. One of one of my colleagues goes there, so I've heard a little bit about okay. it and wonderful yeah. stories about yep. it. And yep. uh, obviously, my pastor Jacob Armstrong says wonderful things about Travis. So I've heard wonderful <laughs> things about <laughs> it. So I'm very excited about our our <laughs> conversation. Awesome. And so we're going to talk about small groups at the village. Okay. Village is a, a new church. It is three years old. Do I have that right? Almost. We're about Almost. two, a little over two and a half. So like a toddler. Yes, very yeah. much a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> And you've been yeah. there for two years. Uh, almost two years, yeah. yeah. And prior to that at Brentwood, mm-hmm. and you're an ordained deacon. I am. All right, got all that tried. Right. All did. right, that's good. You did, that's and I good. loved your mission. See, our mission is is creating um, communities for ordinary people to be disciples of Jesus Christ who make disciples who make disciples who change oh, the world. So. Cool. Yeah, we have that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that to me, that's such an important part. I um, mean, I've seen this in some of the trainings I've done. When you just add that extra piece of disciples uh-huh. who make disciples, there's mm-hmm. something that triggers in people, and they go, "Ooh, that's really good. Yeah. I, I needed that." Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah, good, good to hear that's yeah. going. That's yeah. Okay. Well, let's begin. Tell us about small groups at the village. Can okay. I give us a rundown of what what the village is, what it looks like, and how small groups operate there. Sure. So we are a church plant, um, about two and a half years old. Who. Um, was started um, Brentwood Methodist. Uh, Travis Garner was, is, was a pastor there for over 10 years, and I was also there, and mm. he helped launch the village. Um, it was his kind of um, uh, felt called to, to start a church, and Brentwood kind of helped us launch that. There are mother church or their okay. daughter church, and um, so we are really uh, a community who is trying to, to, to be missional. Um, that is all about multiplication mm. um, and reproducing um, when that comes to not only thinking about future of multiplying the village, but also when it comes to what we do in our ministries. Okay. Um, so it's a big part of it. Village groups really started from the beginning. Travis um, started the village groups um, before I was there. So about a year before I was there, it kind of got, they got launched um, to happen. And our groups really are um, a missional model um, where we really about how we're reaching our community. Um, as a part of the group. So it's not just about you, uh, but it's also about how are you, who are you, and how are you inviting people to be a part of your group, and how are you reaching your community as a group. Yeah, so say more about what that means to be a missional group. I mean, that, sure. that's a buzzword, in the, in uh-huh. especially the Methodist Church. Is yeah. We want to be more missional. We want to be missional. Yeah. How's that lived out in a small group at the village? Sure. So it really begins with a leader. Um, it begins as a group is formed. It's really helping the leader think about what kind of group are you wanting to form? Mm. Are you wanting, you know, are you who are you feeling called to? And then that's your mission field. That's mm. who you invite to be part of your group. That's who um, the people in your group are helping to, to bring to be part of your group. So it's really... 
helping them kind of figure out who is it they're feeling called to start a group um, mm. with and, and for. Um, it's also thinking about, you know, like I said before, who, you know, it's not just a group. It's not a closed model. So it's mm. not a group where you come together and you stay, to, you, you know, no one joins your group for a year or two years. Um, it's where anyone's able to join at any time. Mm. Um, and there we're really thinking about how are we, um, you know, inviting people and then serving others through what we're doing. Um, you know, the, the village meets at a, in a gym. Um, okay. And so we don't have a church building. So our, our village groups meet in homes during the week. Um, and we, um, you know, that will probably be our always be our model of how we do discipleship is through our village groups. And you said Travis started mm-hmm. the groups. Yeah. And what did they look like when they first started? So Travis um, started um, with a with him leading with a group with somebody else helping him as kind of like the, his apprentice. And then okay. they all um, he invited a group of people to come together and be a part of that group with the intention that event, that after they did that um, time together that they would then go out and create village groups. So there was one group. One group. Mm-hmm. And it was clear on the front end. This is what you're getting yourself yeah. into. You're uh-huh. agreeing to lead a group once uh-huh. you leave. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And we want all of our, you know, we, something we're really working hard on is really helping people fig- fill out, figure out how they're replacing themselves. So mm. really an apprenticeship model. So, yeah. who, you know, who is it in your group who could um, help take this and create a group on their own? And we've had many groups that have done that, who have launched into new groups because someone in the group, you know, saw that they could do that. And then they've created a group. They've broken off from that group and started another one. Okay. Yeah. So two questions come to mind. One is you ever had any pushback with people with an open group? And then two, have you ever had groups that just for whatever reason didn't work? Sure. Uh, Yes, we can definitely have gotten some pushback about having open groups. Um, You know, it's something that we feel uh, feel strongly about, that that's really our mission and what we're doing, not only when it comes to groups, but as a church. Mm. Um, And so uh, we, we definitely, you know, try to help people understand why we do that mm. um, and what and how they can be a part of that. Um, it doesn't mean that you start a group and then we're going to rip you apart and you know, or, or that sort of thing and, and, you know, in three or six months or even a year, but it's the intention that that's what's going to happen with the group. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. So what, if, if I were to, to come and yeah. uh, be a part of it, what would it look like? What would we, we be doing in these groups? Sure. So we, um, you know, talk about groups coming together in homes, they are going to very much the Acts 2 model. They're going to come together, break bread together. Mm. They're going to have, you know, a time to share about what Jesus is doing in their life. Um, They're going to, you know, uh, follow, uh, we do sermon-based small groups. And so they're going to have time to be able to talk about what happened in service and how to take um, what they learned in service to another level um, in their discipleship together. Um, They're going to pray together. They're going to hold each other accountable in those groups. And they're also going to figure out how are we going to serve and who is it that we need to reach. Hmm. Very good. Now, how does that connect with the bigger mission of the village? Hmm. Um, Well, I guess it's, you know... um, all of our discipleship really happens through our village groups. And so we, um, you know, we have a discipleship model of the village, which is connect, grow, contribute, go. Okay. Um, you said that do. with such ease. Because <laughs> I've said it a thousand times. Um, but it's a, it's a model where all of our really, we want to make sure you're connecting to a group of Jesus followers. You're growing mm. in, your, in your relationship with Jesus. You're, um, you know, 
you're contributing, um, whether that's your financial resources, your time, your experience, mm-hmm. um, and then you're going. And all those elements really happen in our village groups. You know, mm-hmm. we're helping people connect um, so they have other people to do life with, to figure out this Jesus thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're um, contributing as part of their group. You know, what are you doing to help contribute to the group? So it doesn't fall on just the leader. Mm-hmm. Each person has kind of a role in that. Um, you know, they're growing, you know, through our, our, our um, sermon-based um um, questions and that model of how we do that they're they're growing during the week they're growing as they come to their group and then the final go is really you know how is that village group what is it who is it that you're feeling called to hmm. um, disciple yourselves and I know service obviously then is a is a big deal there missions is a big deal mm-hmm. how did how do groups live that out sure so um each group will kind of come up with it who they feel like God is calling them to reach. For some people, they know immediately what that mm. who that is. Um, some other people, it just kind of comes over time. Uh, we have lots of groups who have um, you know adopted a mom and, and their children, and I've really helped them. Um, you know who have adopted refugee families. We have groups wow. who have um, even felt called, uh, heard a need within their community and the neighborhood where they live for a local elementary school, and who. Um, kind of found out the need that they really needed a backpack program, which Mm. is a program which helps feed children when they're away from school. And so this village group um, felt called to do that. They've raised the money, a lot of it out of their own pockets, Mm. Um, you know, done fundraisers in order to create the money to be able to buy the food. And they go to Walmart, buy the food, put together the backpacks, and now they're serving over 100 kids. Uh, which is well, pretty how, amazing. They thought when we did for it, one group. Yeah, for one group. How, we, how large is that group? I'm just curious. Twelve people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a maximum number of people in a group? It really depends on how many the the host family feels comfortable having in their home. Oh, we have some groups that are twelve. We have some groups that have because there's this is adult and children and youth, oh, and okay. so we have some groups that might have thirty to forty people in their home when they have oh. groups. So it really just depends on what they feel comfortable with. And then when it gets to, you know, I think a lot of the groups, once they get to that big portion, they do think about like, you know, how do we need to launch this and to to be able to to take it further and maybe start a new group? And so we've had groups that have done that. Okay. So here's here's a question for you that I I get quite a bit. And that is childcare. Okay. How do y'all handle that? Yeah. Yeah. Childcare is a big thing. So we do, from the beginning, we felt that it was really important to have that for people so they didn't have to worry about that. And so we um, pay for all the childcare for all Mm. groups. So they will hire their own um, person um, and pay them and then we reimburse them for Mm. their childcare. And so that's just part of our budget. Well, and it sends a strong message to the groups. This is important. It is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we have some groups that do childcare. We have others who really incorporate children into their group, so, so it becomes it more depends. intergenerational. It does. So it just depends on the group, uh, okay. which kind of model they want to do when it comes yeah. to children. Yeah. So you said these are sermon-based groups. Uh-huh. Who who gets to write those? <laughs> um, it's been off and on. Travis or I have written okay. them. Right now, Travis is writing them because they're real, real um, part of. Uh, based off the sermon. And so it's really having to get into his brain and figure out where he's going with the sermon. So he's been writing those this year. And we really turned that not into just questions off the sermon, but we have what's called a rooted reading plan. Mm. And it's scriptures that um, that are taken from the sermon, 
the first one's from the sermon, but during the week related to the sermon, that kind of takes it another step. And mm. so we've created um, sermon-based questions, guides, slash kind of homework where we ask the groups homework. to... Homework. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, we ask the groups to, um, to do something during the week that helps prepare them for their group. And so they're not just coming to mm. group and getting asked a question and then having to spend some time figuring out what they might say, but really they've already thought through it. So hopefully it's helping the groups have better conversation and also really helping the people during the week. We really want them doing something. We want mm. them you know, to be growing in their faith, reading scripture, diving into that. And so we're hoping this is going to help them do that. And so they get to that goal of becoming a deeper follower of Jesus um, through what we're doing. Amen. So I'm curious if you can pull this off the top of your head. Can you give me an example of what that homework might look like? Because I, you know, I I hear homework and I'm thinking, man, my kids hate homework. (laughs) I still have nightmares of homework. (laughs) So when you say there's homework, what does it look like? Yes. So there'll be the first question will kind of start with, you know, what is it that the Holy Spirit has said to you Mm. um, during during, um, worship on Sunday? So it can be very reflective. Really reflective. That first kind of part is really kind of what did the Holy Spirit say to you? Uh, What did you get from that? What sparked in you? What's something that you want to that you you know want to talk more about? Um, and then it'll have some questions, some kind of get to know you questions based off the sermon, you know, or just a you know for those groups that are brand new groups, it's more of a get to know you type of group. For those who are more seasoned groups, it, we're able to ask some get to know you questions that are based off of the sermon. And then gotcha. there'll be a digging deeper section where they're able, we actually take those rooted readings and we'll actually have questions based off those scriptures that kind of help them mm. dive into those scriptures in deeper ways. Um, and then we have kind of at the end, like, how are you going to apply this? So, mm. you know, what's next? Um, so that we kind of walk through that. And then there's how do we take this out into our community during the week? I mean, the, when we finish worship on Sunday, it's our, our benediction is always it's time to go. Mm. Uh, because it's time cool. to go now and 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 serve our community um, together and then with the love of Christ. That's great. That's so. really interesting model. I really appreciate you sharing yeah. that. Now you you've been at a church, Brentwood, which was much more traditional, mm-hmm. big Sunday school classes. Yeah. So what have you learned in this switch from that traditional model to a very different model? Sure. Well, you know, Brentwood is a very established church mm-hmm. um, and who has a thriving Sunday school ministry. Um, we are a church plant who really only is able to have worship on Sunday mornings. And um, so there, we may never have Sunday school at the village. It may always be a small group model, but we really wanted to take um, doing life together out into homes during the week and be able to live in our neighborhoods and be a part of that. Um, things that I've learned, um, I would say really just having the courage to take it to, a, to another level of getting out into that neighborhood, that missional model kind mm. of kind of idea. Um, you know, when I was at the, at Brentwood, I worked really with the small groups with the youth. So there's a big okay. difference in working with youth and we're the adults. But um, I think just, just creating a um, smaller group of people that you can do life with versus a big Sunday school class that you have, um, which, you know, they're, Brentwood, there's a thriving ministry there um, of Sunday schools and they do have some small groups as well. But um, I think just getting out and being um, missional in what we're doing. Now, have you had anyone, I know y'all are getting close to thinking about building. Have you had anyone come to you and say, man, Sunday school, are we going to do that? <laughs> or they um, pretty well, no, that's not going to happen. And then sort of know that. What, what, yeah, I'm no, just curious. I think that there has definitely been question about that. Um, I think it's just for us, um, we don't want, we want 
there to be a building where we can have really it's for the community and less for us. Mm. But I think we want to make sure we're still a building doesn't mean we then become inward and we spend all our time in our building, but it's really about getting out. And so our village groups is really going to be the way that we're still out in the neighborhoods and the community, not just meeting at a church on, on during the week or on a Sunday. Cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. So there's probably a lot of churches who are, you know, they may think, at least more in terms of Brentwood, the more traditional model uh-huh. of Sunday school, yeah. and, which is fine. But what advice would you give? Right? They're hearing from you who are at this new church, and when you're new, you kind of do whatever you want to. Yeah. Right? Well, what advice would you give to those who are not in that setting? Perhaps they have Sunday school. Perhaps they don't, but they're, mm-hmm. they're looking for something. How, what advice would you give for their creating or recreating their small group ministry? Sure. Um, I think people have a desire to have a smaller group of people they can do life with, that Mm. they can um, connect with during the week. Um, I think that's something that is probably most places. Um, And so I think part of it is just finding those people and having them kind of help you begin it. Mm. Um, you know, really doing the, um, you know, I'm going to show you how to do it. You're going to learn how to do it. And then I'm going to watch you do it. And then we're going to talk about it. And then you're going to be able to do it on your own kind of model. Um, I think from the beginning for us, you know, Travis started the village group. So there was pastor buy-in from the very beginning. Oh, that helps. And yeah. So I think churches really do have to have that buy-in from the pastor to, mm. to do that. Um, it's not going to be perfect. So along the way we have, um, we, things have gone really well. Things have been hard. Things, you know, we've we've morphed and changed, and we've figured out that doesn't work so well, and that's okay. So what are we going to do now? <laughs> so know that like the the way you begin is is not going to be the way you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. in, in two years it's going to look. You're going to start it. You're going to figure out how it's going to work within your church. Get good leaders, people mm-hmm. who are passionate about it. Um, spend time with them. Try it out. Um, you know, and 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 it will happen. But it may change and morph over time, and that's okay. And we've we've. We've that definitely happened for us, you know, um, trying to figure out how to um, to do this better. And really, one of the big learning things for us was how do we get people into groups? Mm, um, yeah, that's, that's a good been one. A, that's been a big thing for us because, um, you know, we've had, you know, twenty I guess twenty groups for a long time um, okay. that have that been meeting and and we've had people come to us who have come into the church because we um, have lots of people who who have come in and been a part of the village who weren't there from the beginning have come over time and um, you know it's some people have great success entering into a group that is already established for other people that's really hard and awkward sure. to walk into a group that's uh, that's already been established and let and, but the key is unless they know the person in the group so. The best way for our missional modeled groups to to happen is for someone in that group to invite them and bring Uh. them with them. If someone is coming to the village and they, you know, email or call me and say, hey, I want to be part of a group, I can absolutely figure out what group is going to work for you. But it's going to be harder for me to help you become part of that group than for someone to invite you and bring you in. And so, and plus, you know, there's a lot of emailing back and forth. There's a lot of figuring out, which, you know, kind of being a matchmaker of trying to figure out where you should be and where you should go. So this year we um, kind of um, borrowed a model from North Point. It's called Group Link. And we put together a, a um, event where people who were interested in a group came and we helped them form brand new groups. And so okay. we formed eight new groups um, about a month, 
three weeks ago. Um, another thing that's been helpful helping people get into groups is helping them um, not feel like they're they're getting married, um, that it's forever. <laughs> so it's really the best success we've yeah. had is saying, you know, you're going to start this group and it's going to be for eight weeks and just see what happens. Okay. And if you want to continue, continue. If you don't, don't. And that's been great success because people don't feel like they're signing up to be a part of something forever if they get in a group that they don't feel comfortable with. Which is a fear. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If, if anyone's had any relationship yeah. to a church, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh no, oh, no. If I say yes. It's forever. <laughs> it's forever. Yeah. yeah. So we one, that. One of the things I really appreciate your advice is to jump in and figure it out yeah. as you're going. Yeah. Because I know for me, I wanted to have it perfect sure. from the get go. It's got to make sense in my yeah. head, and this is going to be it forever. Mm-hmm. And, and experience has taught me that to say, yeah, it's not going it to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to go well. Uh-uh. So I think that's really good advice. Good. So just jump in, figure it out as you're going along. Mm-hmm. Feel free to adjust, be flexible. And I also really like how you, you know, find someone who can bring you along Absolutely. with it. Because I know yeah. Mark Youngman, when he was here, talked about the, the matchmaker, how yeah. he feels like a matchmaker. So, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, i got to set this couple up or right. this person up with this group, and it's got to mm-hmm. be perfect. And what if it's not? And they're going to blame me, you know, mm-hmm. all that. And you've, in a sense, you've sort of bypassed some of that at least right. to, to because you're right. If someone brings you there, you already know someone. Absolutely. Because as an introvert, there ain't nothing worse than walking into a group you don't know. It's like, all right, now talk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a person who can bring you in and introduce you to the group. And isn't that the way we should do church? You know, we invite somebody, we bring them with them, with us to church, and we help them integrate into the life of the church. Yeah. Well, this this is very interesting. Any last bit of advice you'd want to give? Anything else that we didn't cover you want to make sure and say, you know, this is really important or this has been big for us or anything else? Or did we cover it all? I don't know if we covered it all. (laughs) But um, I would just say you can do it. Like it may seem Mm. big. It may seem hard. You know, you're dealing with people. um, And, you know, that can sometimes be absolutely amazing. It also can be really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Messy. Yeah, and messy and and all those things. But that your think about what your vision is for your group, where you want it to be, where you, what's your end game, mm. um, you know, what's the most important part about it, um, and then just keep going toward that goal, and people will come along with you. Get the right people on the team, you know, and yeah. spend time with them, invest in them, love them, and they'll they'll help you keep get it going. Yeah, that's great. This has been a lot of fun. Good. I really appreciate that. I want to do my, my standard outro now. Okay. Uh, but this this okay. has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, I want to thank our, our technical help. Uh, so Blake, we always just say Blake. We never give a last name. Blake, who's our technical director. <laughs> Matt Carlisle, our web producer. And Steve Horswell-Johnson, our executive producer. We do want this podcast to be interactive. So feel free to reach out to, to me on Twitter, at Rev Scott's Tweets. Also at UMC Adult Forum for adult formation. Um, can people reach out to you on Twitter? Are you a Twitter person? I am not a Twitter person. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, don't blame I mean, you. I'm an Instagram person and I have a Facebook account, but I'm not a Twitter person. But they're welcome to reach out to me if they needed help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I could certainly see why. Yeah, you'd have, you would have a lot to offer. Um, so more information uh, can be found on our website, umcdiscipleship.org. And so we look forward to being in ministry together and connecting with you. And until next time, peace. Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.